When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, you there. Do you like independent wrestling? Do you want to see some of the best independent wrestling from around the world? Then we're here to help. WrestleTalk are proud to launch our newest show, WrestleTalk Showcase, where we highlight some of the best up-and-coming talent on the planet and shine a light on some promotions that don't get enough exposure. That includes some of the promotions we've already partnered with, like WrestleGate Pro, which held the first ever AEW match between Hangman Page and Pac, and Will Ospreay's new promotion, Frontline. The first episode, which features WrestleTalk Scholarship winner Callum Newman, as well as highlights of a great match between Osprey and Robbie X, is available now for free on our YouTube channel. We're really proud of the show, and we'd love it if you did too. Support WrestleTalk, support indie wrestling. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk, home of Lou Gowen. Support WrestleTalk, whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven, nevermore. Support WrestleTalk, do it. Bro. But you really should support WrestleTalk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Make sure you watch and listen to WrestleTalk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Chopper Piquinel. Hello, Chopper of the morning, afternoon, evening, night. Hello, how's it going? Very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How's your week been? Uh, it's been busy. Very yeah. busy this week. Uh, not much time to breathe, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's been good. It's been a, lo- a lot of things getting done, so yeah, yay, thumbs up. Yeah, we've had a very fun morning. Uh, yes, the, we have today. The, the yes, today's been very good. Doing a lot of Let's Play stuff for ScreenStalker, okay. so look forward to that. If you haven't subscribed to ScreenStalker yet, please do go over there, subscribe. We're trying to reach our 50,000 subscriber goal, where we're going to launch a weekly WWE 2K19 universe mode. For now. For now, and then we'll move over to 2K20 when, you know, whenever that game comes out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to uh, have, like, all of us are going to be featured in it. We'll probably have some CG dub characters in there later down the line. So it's going to be a really fun time. So get mm-hmm. involved uh, with that. Uh, as an update on the Patreon poll, which I said yesterday was our uh, most controversial Indeed, yeah. Patreon poll for WrestleRamble Extra to date. <gasps> Uh, at that time, I think of recording, I'd said that All In was currently winning. Mm-hmm. 
That has since changed. And well, un- well, well. Unforgiven 2006 is now in the lead with 32% of the vote compared to All In's 27. Oh, that's a big difference, it actually. A, yeah. I know. It's been, Unforgiven's had a real big push in the last 24 hours, it would yeah. seem. So, yeah. So, crazy times going with that. Speaking of crazy times, uh, this email was forwarded to... Uh, oh, this was sent from, uh, sent from Oliver to Ollie who's then forwarded on to me, who said, uh, Good evening, my fellow Ollie. Um, uh, apologies for the late response. I replied to me swiftly. Uh, as promised, here's my friend Jay uh, and Pete. So, okay. Here is a photo of you. Okay. And then here is a photo of Jay. Okay. Yeah. I can see the similarities. Yep, you are both bald and you have beards. Yeah. Yep. I think we have a similar... Facial structure yeah. as well, could be said. We're not the same. There are some differences, but yeah, we're quite similar. Uh, he adds, the only difference I see is my mate's unusually small ears. Next, I'd like to say thank you for the content you produce. I've been a fan since January this year, and I can safely say I haven't missed a single podcast since uh, you guys became a w- a part of my weekly routine and listen religiously while at work. thought I'd take the opportunity to tell you a cool story, what happened recently, uh, that you might find interesting. As much as I love it, I quite know this qualifies as Russo pay, but here goes. I'm a ridiculously huge Rey Mysterio fan. I've always uh, always have been, as long as I can remember, remember watching wrestling. I recently had the opportunity to meet him at a comic in Olympia where I was embarrassingly overwhelmed and starstruck and didn't quite manage to get a sentence out but here uh, uh, where I was trying to say eight things at once but here is the picture and there's mm-hmm. our boy Ollie with ah, Reg nice with Reg lovely stuff Ray Mysterio doing your little hands gesture that you do we are one and the same we're the same height well, uh, not really <laughs> I think I'm actually taller than him but uh, he was great and super polite, and I managed to uh, greet and say goodbye to him in Spanish. I grew up in Spain, which he responded to well. Nice. So, yeah, that's very, very cool. Thank that's you so, awesome. so much for your email there. Um, we've got another email in, actually. Um, this feels like it's a very uh, pressing matter. This comes in from okay. Austin, who says, uh, Sorry to bother you, uh, but I'm having trouble trying to make a decision and thought you could be of help. Batista is going to be at the Comic-Con coming up in my town. He will be signing autographs and taking pictures, but you you have to pay. I can only afford to do one or the other, so which should I do? I'm trying to save some money so uh, to spend on other guys there, like Mick Foley and some anime voice actors I'm a fan of. Collect autograph Funko Pops, but at the same time, Pixar, it didn't happen, so what should I do? Whew. Um, I don't know because I don't know who you like more. <laughs> so I, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's literally a matter of preference of who you, who you want to get an autograph of. Well, I think, so I think the, the situation he's currently in at the moment is that with Batista, it is, you pay for the photograph and yeah. you pay for the signature. So right. do I go for the signature or do I go for the photograph? Right. Sorry. I thought it was, do I go for Batista or the anime well, no, voice actor? He wants to those. use his, the other money that he's got set aside for Foley and the anime voice guys. I see. Right. Um, I would go for a photo personally. Oh, well, we're going to... Okay, well, I, mean, I was going to go for a signature. Oh, we're useless. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, perhaps a 50-50 split is the best uh, way forward. Then. We're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, tell him to do one or the other. But I, no. think, I think signatures are going to last longer. I think it's going to be... You can put it up onto a shelf. It's going to look better. I've got various signed things in my office, but I have no photos of me with celebrities. I personally prefer photos of celebrities to be like this is me with them look at the face that you recognize rather than a scroll that no one really knows so i think if you're presenting it to someone be like look at this picture be like oh it's batista that's cool rather than be like 
well, what's that then? And, like, and then, oh, it's a signature from Batista. It's like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, it's, in my opinion anyway, I know you're definitely going to disagree with me on this. Signatures in general is just like, I mean, it could be anyone's. You could mm. just say it's from anything. Oh, yeah. Whereas I think a picture is like, look, it's this thing. Everyone recognizes picture it. Picture it didn't happen. Picture it didn't happen, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think there's arguments on both sides. Yeah. I just think that, like, I mean, I don't really like taking pictures with, with celebrities. Maybe that's the thing. Like, yeah, I've, I've never gone to a Comic-Con and, uh, and queued up for a picture with someone. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but I totally understand wanting to take pictures with people. Like when people came to the rest, talk me up. I wanted to take yeah. pictures with them. I was like, but that's like, cool. Yeah, and, 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 totally. that's, and it's totally cool. Like, if, but if like if it was free, then I would do it. But yes, if you had to exactly. Pay yes. for it. That's when it becomes a different matter. That's true. But yes. I think that if so, if I had the option for a free photo, then yeah, I totally take it. But I think I would rather queue up, and I have done this at Comic Cons to go and get stuff signed instead. Mm. Like I'd go and take my DVD case uh, to get that signed, or I would take you know some action figure stuff to get signed as well. And when I met Lloyd Kaufman, I mean I've met Lloyd plenty of times now over the years. But I've had him sign my DVDs and I've had him sign action figures. And he has taken photos of me with me on all of the occasions that he's done it. But I don't know where any of those photos are. <laughs> but I do know where all of the signed stuff is. Yeah. It's in my office. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for either, personally. <laughs> so that's just me. Um, so we've also got an email in. Um, where are you? Where do you stand on the? Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll send you that. I'll send you that email so you can do that with Ollie tomorrow. We had an email okay. from Handsome Dave about American Bake Off fans. <laughs> um, okay. So he, because uh, Ollie asked for some questions. Yeah. Um, so let's instead read out. Uh, this email here from Will uh, from the New York area who said, uh, you said on a very recent podcast that of all the emails you've had were very negative and you really didn't want to read any of them. So I feel it's my duty as a pledgehammer to change the conversation. You are, despite what uh, you guys will say, the best wrestling channel there is. Hey. Such a bold statement. And yeah. very, very, I, don't, I don't agree. Uh, your right. Patreon structure is logical and excellent, and you really do a super serve your audience with content. At the end of the day, you are a business and read out all the iTunes reviews and keep the goddamn super chats out the podcast uh, and can keep the goddamn in the podcast sorry there i think we go. I, was, I was so used to reading emails tell me to take, take, the take them out <laughs> i've been a supporter since early 2017 and i'm so glad i came across your channel don't let the haters get you down so my last name is pronounced hate i know them all too well you guys are the best love you all keep up the great work keep it up will from the new york area thank you very much will it's a very lovely email we know will you. hate i think he's a pledgehammer isn't he yeah, that's it that's yeah. what you were saying in the, yeah. in the email yeah um, this comes in from Gara, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, El Fagador, the heart stopper, chart topper, crowd popper, Ch king chopper whopper. Hell yeah. Housemate Hyman, SoCal Val, and not the rolling arm, merch wanting, sports watching, splashback talking piece of crap. Uh, I'm assuming that's Randy. That is um, Randy. A bit of light-hearted topic uh, than my last email. I just wanted to get your opinion on you guys on something. Uh, I'm quite of a nerd when it comes to my interests, from comic books to anime to video games to indie wrestling. I love living the nerd life. Something I've noticed I've gotten older is the difference in storytelling between Western and ja Western shows and Japanese ones. For me personally, I've never got into WWE, uh, only found a love of wrestling once I found out about New Japan and Noah. For me, a way these, stories, uh, way these promotions are set out are very much like live-action anime series. I know that obviously there are always a couple of exceptions, but I'm yet to find a Western TV show with better, more intricate storylines and long-term storytelling than any anime I've ever seen. The same goes for wrestling. I've yet to see a wrestling promotion with better long-term stories and meaningful conclusions than New Japan. I was just wondering if you guys agree with me that Japanese seem to be much better at storytelling when it comes to TV, and whether you think it's a coincidence, or maybe it's just a cultural thing. Thank you for the supremely average and watchable content that you consistently put out. I love you all so much, uh, and I see you on my uh, as I see you as my online wrestling friends. Thank you so much. Prince of the Podswafters, Gara. Well, thank you very much for the email. Um, 
That's quite an interesting note, actually. I hadn't really thought about it before, but when you were reading out the email, I was thinking, yeah, that is kind of true. Because I think... Uh, I, I don't watch that much anime. I'll put that up front so I don't have that kind of experience. But from what I've heard, because I have a lot of friends who do, there are... I feel like it is more of a cultural Japanese thing to expect to watch a lot more. It's like, we will create this show with the idea that you will be watching it, rather than, I think, a westernized style is people have short attention spans. So they'll do short-term bursts of things rather than, here's this long story that we're going to pay off, which I think is why Avengers is such a big thing and like the MCU is such a big thing, because that is a huge long-term story that has paid off and it's really worked, whereas... A lot of other things are like, we'll do this one movie and then you'll get bored. Yeah, and I think it depends on what you're sort of looking at. Because if you're looking at animated shows, then yeah, I'd probably agree. Although I would actually argue that the um, the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series was really, really good mm. in terms of like setting out its stall in, in season one and ending it in season four. The problem is it was about a season five, which was a real letdown because it was it turned into Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it was just these sort of shorter stories which weren't as good. Mm-hmm. But they're quite... Um, Eastern influence. Yeah. I'd say for live action shows, there are like loads of countless like Western shows that you can pick that have got really good long term storytelling and, and things like that. The other thing I would say about anime, I, again, I'm not the biggest anime nerd um, and I've, I've watched a handful of things. They also have like 42 episodes. Yes. And I would say the majority of the ones that I've watched have had a big sag in the middle where there's like, uh, we actually only really got 24 episodes worth of stuff, but we're doing 40, so we've got to really pad this out. Yeah. And it really, really drags. Death Note I, I, in particular. Mm-hmm. And that just completely fell apart by the end. Like, that had a conclusion. And then was like, oh, we'll just keep on going. <laughs> it's like Return of the King. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that not every anime is certainly perfect in, in that respect. And actually, Death Note would have been better at a 24-episodes Western style. Yeah. So I think there are certainly arguments on both sides. I also think there are plenty of wrestling promotions that have done long-term storytelling that's had uh, satisfying conclusions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there is some sort of long-term storytelling, but I think the status quo, the norm, I think, is much kind of shorter, I'd yeah. say. I'd say you're also focusing... Every, clearly, you focused everything on WWE, which is booked week to week. So yes. they're not doing long-term stories. Mm. So I don't think that's a very fair comparison just because they're the biggest game in town mm. to say that all Western wrestling doesn't do long-term storytelling. That's true. Because there'll be plenty of promotions around the US and in the UK. There's, you know, Progress have done some incredible long-term storytelling uh, in their early chapters mm-hmm. and actually even in their later chapters. The David Starr-Walter thing, I think, is a gripping, gripping story that has yeah. gone around various different promotions. Um, so, yeah, I think that there are plenty of examples in the West of good long-term storytelling within wrestling. You just have to know where to look for it. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into the show itself. What next for Jordan Miles? Who, you're probably asking? A- an excellent question. I'm not expecting a lot of people to watch this one. Here's the show. Let's talk about Jordan Miles, who let's. had a match. Yep. It was... And now over to Randy with your next. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this way... So Jordan Miles won the breakout tournament. Yes, he did. Which guaranteed him a shot at an NXT title of his choice. He could have gone for the North American title. He could have gone to the UK, I guess. Uh, but he chose to challenge Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT championship, which I thought was a great choice. Correct. Really, really good choice. Really good for the character. But where this fell down is exactly what Simon and I were talking about when we were doing NXT when uh, after the TakeOver yeah. special, which was... There's been no build for this. Yeah. There wasn't even a video package for it last week. We had an angle, then had a week of nothing, and now the match has happened. 
Subsequently, the crowd were not buying into this whatsoever. No, not even a little bit. The crowd looked at this match as the foregone conclusion that it was... So they weren't buying into any of Miles' near falls. They weren't really buying into a lot of his offense. They were popping for the big flips and stuff that he does. But they, weren't, they never believed that he had a hope in hell of winning. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that was the key. Is that I think people enjoyed the match. And I enjoyed the match. It was a very solid match. But yeah, I'd, not for one second did I buy that Jordan Miles was going to win. And I think if they built it up properly, they could have. If they'd have capitalized on the momentum, granted, the breakout tournament wasn't the biggest success. It didn't really get that many characters over it didn't really get it didn't get any characters over i mean angel garza was pretty over. oh that's I'll true say. actually i'll give you angel garza yeah uh, and cameron grimes has got a hat now yeah which Malibu means Stacey. means he's over <laughs> but he's got a new hat <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think if, if they'd have built this properly, because they've got a lot of time between now and TakeOver War Games, they've got time to spare to build li- this little mini-feud between Miles and Cole. I think if they'd have built that up, if they'd have had Miles running wild on Kyle O'Reilly or you know Bobby Fish or whatever, and then eventually found his way to Cole, and with Cole being like, oh no, you, you can't get this shot, you're, you're not worthy of stepping in, you've only been here for two minutes, or you know whatever Cole can say. Uh, I think that would have lent itself to people buying into it a bit more, but yeah, no, it, no one did. It didn't need to be a takeover match. We didn't need no. to build this to takeover war games, but we could have given it four, five weeks worth of story to then sort of build to it. So like, if you just spent, excuse me, not my microphone there, you could have spent this taping schedule building this match mm-hmm. and then do it on your first episode of NXT when it goes live on the USA Network. So then you have it's like and the first episode of NXT on the USA Network is going to have a big title match between Adam Cole and the winner of the breakout tournament Jordan Miles and he will have had this big sort of four five week push really builds him up so the crowd are really hot for all of his stuff. Then you film that in front of a live audience the crowd are going to be eating it up and they might be believing that Jordan Miles could win. Mm-hmm. They probably would have expected Cole to retain. I would have expected Cole to retain. But there would have been a modicum of belief yeah. in there about that. And that's where I feel this match fell down. Because as you said, it was good. It wasn't a bad match. No. Absolutely, it wasn't a bad match. But it was just... I just don't... And bless Mara Ranallo and, and Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix. They were doing their best to make this feel like this was a big deal. Jordan Miles could actually win this. They tried as hard as they could, but it just wasn't being reflected in the crowd. There was a moment when Jordan Miles had a near fall and the crowd didn't even count, count along. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. And the commentary was going crazy, just being like, this is it, Jordan Miles has won, Jordan Miles won, oh! And they were like really putting it over, and the crowd were just like, woo. And that's the problem, Is like, this is all a, a solid idea. Yeah. A really, really good thing. You do this breakout tournament, the winner gets a title shot, and it's faced up against this uh, very arrogant heel champion. Completely works. On paper, that completely works. It's You just pull the trigger too soon. And, that, and so, I thought it was good. But I've got very little to say about the actual match itself. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't buying into the near falls. I wasn't either. I think the story they told through the match was a decent one. It wasn't anything, you know, too special, but it was fine. There was a nice bit at the start when um, Miles was trying to do, like, a load of, like, leapfrogs and things like that, and Cole was just having none of it, and he would just stop and then just get him in a headlock and take him down and stuff, and that was nice. Um, but, like, there wasn't there wasn't many like crazy spots in the match to make you go oh my god miles has won this with this thing like no but there were like a couple of spots that did make me go like whoa like when uh, yeah. where cole whipped him into the ropes yeah that was face a... first and got the big whiplash thing it was a brutal that was spot. a brutal brutal spot um but at the end uh cole i called him michael cole for a second there's a lot <laughs> cole written in my notes um cole got the knees up on the uh, midnight star miles dodged the last shot but then got hit with a super kick and the last shot cole retained and jordan miles left the ring being like oh man 
man came so close. Shucks. Superheroes. Shucks, yeah. Um, but I think a more interesting aspect to this mm. is earlier in the show, they showed Miles walking up to the building with our boy, Keith Lee. WrestleTalk's favorite, Keith Lee. And Kathy Kelly approaches... Uh, Jordan Miles to ask him about this, uh, this title shot he's got later on and he says you know I'm nervous but you know I'm, I believe in myself I'm going to win yada 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 and Keith Lee all of a sudden just pipes up and is like hey man you've only been here for a few months and you're already getting these chances you should have all the confidence in the world mm-hmm. which felt to me like a bit of foreshadowing yeah playing off Keith Lee's story that he's been here for a year and has done nothing and then lost to Someone. Dijakovic? No, no, he lost to someone before Dijakovic. Oh, it was um, uh, Punishment Martinez. Damien oh, yeah, Priest. He Damien lost, Priest. Yeah, he yeah. Damien Priest, then lost to Dijak. Yeah. And now he's here almost being a second to this guy who's only been here for a cup of coffee and he's already getting a title shot. Yeah. So it's kind of already there, foreshadowing, maybe planting a few seeds in there. We've already mm-hmm. planted some seeds, now we're just planting more seeds. And then you were talking about a WWE.com uh, yes. thing, which I'd imagine we'll end up seeing on next week's show. Yeah, this was uh, after the... After the main event, uh, Kathy Kelly again goes up to Jordan Miles and be like, hey, sorry about your loss. What were you thinking in the final moments of the match? I was like, probably not a lot. You know, he got hit in the back of the head. Um, but then he turns to Kathy Kelly and just doesn't have any words. It's just like... And Keith Lee walks over and just goes, look, bro, I know you don't have words right now. There's something I want you to think about. I met you in 2008 in Texas. I told you back then you were going to be something special. I think you've proved it to everyone in the NXT universe. You don't need to be down about what you just experienced. Another opportunity is going to come, that I promise you. And at that opportunity, you'll be ready. Keep your head up, bro. And then walks away. How? What was the delivery like of this promo? It was... It seemed... Similar to the other one earlier, it seemed very genuine and babyface-ish, but there's just that tiny little tease. I'm like, is he being genuine or is he being a bit jealous? Yes. Because someone else that's been here for two minutes has got a title shot and he hasn't. Could we end up seeing Lee and Miles as a tag team? Almost this sort of like little and large mm-hmm. relationship between the two. Then you've got the big behemoth in Keith Lee and the big, and the little flip dude guy in, in Jordan Miles. They called him ACH for a second then. Yeah. In Jordan <laughs> Miles. And you kind of have a bit of a run with them and then eventually you split them off with Lee doing the heel turn on Miles and maybe that's what's going to kickstart the push. I mean, I could be into it. I think Keith Lee is such a good baby face that I'm not like chomping at the bit to be like, oh man, I hope they turn Keith Lee heel. Well, I'm really chomping at the bit. It's like, I hope they give Keith Lee a push. Like yeah, that, you know? yeah. But I've been doing that since you know the summer last year. Mm. I mean, I mean, they're clearly not going anywhere with Keith Lee as a face. So I'm totally fine with them turning him heel and giving him a go with that. As long as they actually do give him a go with that. Yes. Uh, that I'm perfectly fine with. I think it would be too soon if they did it like now. I think maybe, you know, closer towards war games would be better. Yes, you can think... build this sort of tag run with the two of them. Exactly, yeah. And then a, a few weeks out, Lee turns and then you set up a maybe a takeover match or maybe the the one after the takeover, yeah. you'll have Lee versus Miles as, yeah. as a... As a a takeover match or the one after takeover. I think that I think that would really work. Or you do it as a big main event on the show, yeah. on an NXT show. You know, when they, well, they're going live very soon, so mm-hmm. in theory, all shows could feel like really big deals. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so overall, I thought it was a it was a good match. Yeah. I just think that it needed a little bit more time on the hob to really start to boil over. Yes. And they took this off too soon, and as such, it was tepid water. Yes, it was. It was stretching that analogy out as far as te- technically solid, but not very uh, emotional. I'll this say. wasn't a good show as last week. No, but although that was a very high bar to beat. It wasn't it? Just, yeah. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But let's head on over to Randy Andy Datsun, who has got your super, super, super chats. Mm, I do. Uh, we have got a few to get through, so let's start let's with do that. Ryan Kester, who says, It really felt like the rush to Miles going for the championship shot was to move on quickly after a lacklustre tournament. That's an interesting way to look at it. I just think if you if your tournament was lackluster, shouldn't you be trying harder to kind of elevate it and try and make something? Because if you do another tournament like next like this next year, are people going to care? No, exactly. I, and I think if you'd have built the feud around Miles and Cole a bit more, it would have made the breakout tournament by extension feel even more prestigious. Yeah. Because look, this guy is now in a feud with Cole rather than he's done this match and now you're probably going to forget it happened in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I think another a proper build would have been better. It's not a bad shout, though. The yeah, of, they like, might they, have they, they may have just been like, oh, that was a bit of a dud. Let's just yeah. get it over and done with. Yeah. Uh, Austin Baker says, sadly, their ROH match was better than this. Well, yeah, I mean, that, mm. that's going to be a case of a lot of things in, in WWE. They had, like, AJ Styles and Nakamura had a better match in Wrestle Kingdom than they yes. did at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Austin Shoot says, what are your thoughts of NXT talent that are not being used at all, like EC3 and Asuka, along with others, switching back to NXT for when it goes to USA. I was actually thinking about Asuka in particular. I think Asuka could flourish going back to NXT. Imagine if no one can beat Shayna Baszler and then Asuka turns up. Yeah, no and one she, can beat me. And then she was like, 
Hey, I never lost my championship. Yeah. That's mine. That would be great. Wins that belt again and essentially just... Imagine, yeah. That would be more... That would be amazing. I'd be totally into Asuka returning. EC3, I don't know. Like, he didn't really have a great shot in, in NXT. No. And then was just completely forgotten about up on the main roster as well. It, it felt like from... Since day one, they've had no plans for him. He had that North American ladder match where he was... You know, that was his debut. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. Yeah, I mean... It, it's didn't he had a match with Velveteen Dream, didn't he? Yeah, was, he had a takeover match. Which wasn't a very good match. No, it was fine. I mean, EC3 is such a baffling case, because I don't think he fits the NXT mold. He's very much a main roster guy, but he's not doing anything on the main roster either. So yeah. what? I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. See, the, the thing with EC3 that really winds me up is that the story was he was meant to get the call-up last year. So when, he, when they had that takeover match with the Dream mm. and he lost that match, the idea was they were going to take him up to the main roster after SummerSlam with the sort of big push in mind. But he got a concussion in that match. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that the company are probably like, nah, he's injury prone. Injury can't, prone, can't yeah. Can't push him now. Can't do him. Such really, a shame. really annoys me. Yeah. They have now got two hours to fill, and you can't just shove a Leah on for an hour every, year, every hey, week. So. They shoved uh, Tainara concert. Sorry, just Tainara. Tainara. Out there just, this week. Just Tainara. Tainara yeah. this week. A Titantron says otherwise, but yeah, oh, they okay. just don't announce her as Tainara. Um, but they just shoved Tainara and Bianca Belair out there, and they had a corking little match this week. It's great. Conti is good. Yeah. Uh, James Williams says two things. One, Kona Reeves had a great match. I know you guys hate him, but he's developed a great character. And two, Chop away your crown. It's, Sorry. Uh, it's over there. Um, oh, don't wear it, mate. It's too hot to wear it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's um, way too hot here. I don't hate Kona Reeves. Like, I don't no, either. No, no, no. We're, we're just having fun because it's a silly little gimmick. Like, it is. It's, it's a very cartoony gimmick, and it's just it's easy to make fun of. So we don't hate him. We just think it's, it's funny to make fun of him. Yeah, I, I think he's actually very solid in the yeah. ring. I mean, I wouldn't... He's not one of my favorites. I'm not going to go that far, but he's solid. And also, it's like it's very easy to make fun of someone who clearly the NXT were like, oh, here's a big star for us. It's our new like self-made star. We've given him this big gimmick. We've given him all these video packages. And they put him in the ring, and then after, a week, after two weeks, went, nah, no. And, and, Never uh, mind. And it's just, you know, it's easy to call him Tesco's finest. Yeah. Uh, Duffs101 says, I know you guys can't review it, but have you seen any of NXT Cardiff yet? Still haven't seen no. It. No. You've been so busy it's, this week. Yeah, it's, this is going to be one of those things where I will likely see it by the time the year is out. By yeah. the time the year is over and we come around to doing yeah. our best matches of the year, that is when I will finally sit down and watch uh, TakeOver Cardiff. Yeah, I think I'm on, I'm on holiday later this month for a week, mm. so maybe I'll find time then. Yeah, but I'm not going to find time while I'm working. <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, well, I want to watch a wrestling match with you," and I was like, "Okay, we'll watch Tyler Bate Walter." Five minutes in, she hadn't watched a single second of it, so <laughs> like, I'm giving up on this. Yeah, nice. I um, um I, I think uh, like, funny enough, so our Patreon poll is currently up at the moment for a Wrestle Ramble Extra, mm. and that's got All In on it. Mm. And All In was a show I was super duper excited for, but I was actually on my honeymoon when All In happened. And so I didn't see it live. And by the time I got back and I started doing work again, I had no time to watch it. And to this day, I still have not seen that show. I've seen Pentagon Jr. and, uh, uh, Pentagon Jr. and uh, King Omega, Omega. Omega, yeah. And I saw the over-the-budget Battle Royal. Mm -hmm. But that is the only matches I've seen. Wow. So I'm actually hoping that it does win the poll because I've been looking for an excuse to watch it yeah. as part of my job. I just, I want, the thing is with this job is once you start doing work, then you have no time to, to do anything. Exactly. We'll do last one for now from Jobber JJ. He says, happy, nice to see Randy back. Also, happy birthday, King Chopper Whopper. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Boys. Yeah.
Right, so the show kicked off with a video package for Cole versus Miles. Just wish I had more build. And mm-hmm. then we got our first match of the evening between Breezango and uh, taking on Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Mm. So Breezango, what an odd little journey this t- these two have been on. <sighs> yeah. Tyler Breeze returned to NXT doing his Prince Pretty gimmick again. And it felt like this is a new start for, Ty- uh, for Tyler Breeze. Yes. He had a match with Velveteen Dream and everything. Right back to the Prince Pretty gimmick. Very, very exciting. It was fun. And then they get into a feud with, or he gets into a feud with the Forgotten Sons. All of a sudden, Fandango returns. And it's super serious Fandango. And he's not doing the gyring. He's not doing the dancing. And you're like, oh my God, it's Fandango 2.0. But now they're a serious tag team. Mm. What an interesting dynamic. Then they did a promo where they were like, no, no, we're a comedy tag team again. Where they said, we're going to debut our new look. Mm-hmm. Then they had a match against the Forgotten Sons where they did not debut a new look. They just did the exact same thing they were doing previously. And then they had this match where they debuted a new look. <laughs> yep. Such a weird little progression. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Why didn't you do it at the takeover? Yeah, I don't know. Because surely that, they said they were going to do it at the takeover. Do it there. Yeah. Like, I, I guess it wasn't ready in time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they've got, it's a taped show. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks and weeks to sort these I things out. Know. I don't know. So, yeah, this was... But then now, you know, let's focus on the positive. They have got new entrance music. It's a whole new presentation. It's got some sirens in there. It's got a bit of a law and order theme about it. The downside of this, however, is they are just back to being the fashion police and they're back to being comedy. Nothing has changed and it just made me feel a bit sad. Yeah, and I would also say when you're talking about the positives and the theme being one of them, I would disagree. I think the theme is a bit pants. I liked it. I thought it was a bit pants. Maybe it's because I love Law & Order. That but might be it. I, I got a bit of a kick out of the theme. I thought it was pretty rad. I mean, it has the exact same siren that's in Scott Steiner's theme, and that really threw me through a loop. So I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. If you hear me. Yeah. I was like, big pump, a pump. Um, and then, yeah, it was just kind of it. I, I don't think it's as good as either Fandango or Tyler Breeze's theme. It's just worse than the sum of their parts. Mm, it's very strange. I, I liked d- it. didn't really like it too much. However, they were going up against a job attack team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Who I was way more into than I was Breezango. Very straight. These guys. Oh, man. It, this is this is Bugenhagen. This is coming <laughs> out and making yourself already feel like stars. Yeah. Like Matt Martell. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He's got his hands up in the air the entire time. They walk around the ring apron. And so he's got his hands as he's walking around. Then he grabs the ring post and pulls himself around. Puts his hands right back <laughs> over the air. Walks around. They've got the, uh, the fleur de leaf on their tights mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a really, really cool presentation. And you've got Noro... Noro... Morrow and Nigel putting them over and they're like listing off all of these great uh, Canadian tag teams they're saying like this, this, that and the other they want to emulate those great tag teams and then all of a sudden Beth Phoenix goes Virgin Christian <laughs> I totally missed that that's they, amazing they were like the Hart Foundation, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and then, and then he left it and she went Virgin Christian <laughs> and Morrow was like yeah, no, sorry, you're absolutely right but Nigel Quick, quick as a hiccup, somebody said, someone get Beth some water. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Wow, I, could, I totally missed that. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and then they had a match, and it was Brizango ran wild, heels took over, Dango got the hot tag, they ran wild, they won. Uh, there was one bit in this match that I really enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed, because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Brizango. Uh, when Breeze was on the ropes doing his usual taunt thing where he lies across the top, and uh, one of them, I can't remember which one it was, just screamed at me. She goes, you think you're funny? At Breeze, and he just goes, 
<laughs> just deadpan, just nods at him. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, um, it's, it's good stuff. It's it's good basic tag team stuff. I I was more into the jobbers than I was Breezango, and like this was a match that's designed to get Breezango over. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it was. It was fine. It was fine, is what it was. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Miles backstage segment, and we cut backstage. And then, then I cut to this thing. This was, I thought this was a really cool presentation. You got Maro, sorry, I said Maro, Nigel running down the car, talking about um, Velveteen Dream taking on Tesco's finest. And all of a sudden, he's just like, wait, nope, sorry, we've got to cut backstage. And they did this hard cut to Io Shirai beating up uh, Candice LeRae with a kendo stick in mm-hmm. the parking lot. And she's getting, she had to be pulled back and Candice on the floor being like, ooh, owie, owie, owie. I thought, that's a pretty cool presentation. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it interrupted yeah. the feed. It's, it's a nice way to do it. I do wish we kind of saw a bit more of the beatdown, but I guess it makes sense that we don't because we wouldn't be there in time that's for the attack the, to yeah. start. So it I makes really sense like that it, way. Yeah. It's just... I don't know, it, it felt a bit of uh, too short for it to be like, oh, we've got to cut back here. And then as we cut, Shirai's getting pulled away. And it's like, I wish we'd have seen more of it, but it also makes sense to not have more of it. So I don't know what I want anymore. I was going to say, but, I'm going to go with the uh, the it's mentality of here. It's just mm. like, it's the things that you don't see. Those are the things yeah. That, yeah, that make you think. I like, guess, yeah. It's kind of like makes me want, I want to see more of this. Yeah. So I th- it, it whetted your appetite. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also very good because it kept the plate spinning and Io Shirai is still amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, earlier today, uh, Cameron Grimes has become Malibu Stacy, um, screaming that he didn't win. Uh, he wanted to shoot right to the top, but now he's at the bottom. But his goal is to get back to the top and he wants to be champion. And he now has a new hat. I don't know whether he was going for the unhinged kind I of vibes. I think it was meant to be unhinged, yeah. Didn't really work for me. I, I actually really liked this. I thought it was a really solid bit of performance from Grimes. I think it was... Undermined by the hat. It was, Yeah, undermined by the hat, slightly. I think it was good, but I just feel like he just repeated himself a lot. And that's, I, I, I and, and that's that supposed to make him unhinged rather yeah. than, like, acting unhinged a bit. Like, he hit the side of the wall to start with, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then he just kind of said the same line, like, three times, and I was like, eh, say some other things. I, I liked it. I thought it was just really cool. I just think the hat's a bit... Yeah. yeah. I didn't and mind the hat, honestly. <laughs> it was fine. We'll split the difference the there, then, mate. We'll <laughs> split the difference there. Uh, Velveteen Dream had a match with Tesco's finest, Kona Reeves. Actual big pop for Reeves. It felt like the, cra- for Reeves. the crowd were like, oh, we haven't seen him in so long. It's nice to have him back again. And they were kind of pushing this. The story of this match was that Reeves needed to make a big impression because he's kind of been floundering for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I felt that he did that in this match. He really like took control of this match. He showed off some really big moves. He's a tall lad. He's got very he long is. reach of his, his legs and stuff like that. So actually, I thought some of this was actually pretty good. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I mean, I've always said uh, kind of when you and Laura have been talking about Conan Reeves, I'm like, I quite like him. <laughs> like, in a small voice, because I don't want to get bullied any more than I already do in the office. You don't get bullied. No, definitely not. Anyone seen the uh, Screen Stalker Let's Play stuff we do? No, I totally don't get bullied. Um, <laughs> I mean, we forced you to watch It against the <laughs> That's true. I mean, that would be the example I'd give. Yeah, well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I always quite like Reeves, and I think, yeah, he did a very good job in this match. I do wish that Dream got a bit more offense in this match, because it mm. felt like it was 95% Reeves, and then Dream just went, and I win. Yeah. Uh, so I wish Dream kind of had a bit more of a comeback, but... Having said that, this still was pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. I, I enjoyed a lot of this. I liked uh, Reeves trying to use the uh, ropes to get the pin. Mm-hmm. The referee spotted and said, oh, Ren, have you got the remote over there? Can you, you got grab the TV end? remote. Uh, thank thank you. you very much. Um, yeah, the referee uh, sort of like stopped him from doing so. And um, then he essentially like stood up and was like, what are you doing? And Mauro just shouts very loudly, she's doing her job. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, why is it not Do doing you want to speak thing? for a bit? Yeah. Um, 
That's right, I'm yeah. back now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, you carry on no, talking. No. Well, I need you to fill for time, <laughs> but I'm done now. Carry on. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah he, he grabbed the right referee, spotted him, and then he just screamed at her, just, what are you doing? Yeah. And it was like, I'm doing a job. Exactly. Mara said, she's doing a job. Yeah. Good stuff. I liked it. Uh, and then after the match, so Velveteen Dream got the winnie at the uh, Dream Valley Driver. And then, like the um, the seasoned pro, this I, I, this is one of my big pet peeves in wrestling. Yeah. Because I just think it's a real dick move. Uh-huh. It's when you hit a move that you know is going to be the finish. So you take your time getting into the pin yeah. to make the move look even more impressive. I know. It's, a, yeah, total, it's a Jericho thing to do. It's a Triple H thing to do. It's a real old school, stupid backstage mentality thing of just like, I want to look strong, brother. So I want to get my, I want to get my S over. So yeah. I'm going to really slowly crawl into this pin. It's not, I'm not selling injuries and I'm really struggling to get to this point. It's that, no, I know the match is over. So I'm just going to take my time. Yeah. I'm just going to do my pose for a bit. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't a huge fan of that, and especially because it's not like it was the Purple Rainmaker. It was a Dream Valley Driver that which he often uses as like a setup, a setup move. Which makes it even worse. Yeah, exactly. It did make Reeves look a bit bad, but That's it's not it. Reeves' fault at all. No, it was just Dream fault. being Dream, really. And it, I'm really surprised at someone like Dream. He's quite, he's what, 23 years old or he's something? Very he's, young, he's in his yeah. early 20s. That's a bad habit to pick up in your early 20s. Or for, it's a bad habit for someone to teach you in your early 20s. Yeah, I mean, he must be picking up... Hogan's rubbing off on him from all the attire he's worn. Maybe that's Hogan. what it is. Maybe it's just another homage to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put these people over strong, brother. Maybe that's what it is. I once put over Billy Kidman, brother. It's like, <laughs> did you though, really? really? Like, you got pinned by him in a fluke <laughs> roll-up. You didn't really put him over, did you? <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, after the match... Uh, up on the screen, Roddy uh, is there, Roderick Strong, and he wants to get, he said, you know, you wanted me to have the spotlights, you wanted me to show you something that you've never seen before, and it pans back, and he's burning dreams sofa! Curse you! Damn you, Roderick Strong! Yeah. Burning the sofa. And, and then he finished with a CM Punk line of, do I have your attention now, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this. I always yeah. find it fun when they do ex, extra. Angle. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun to have a bit of extra. And it's something that would hurt Dream personally, yeah. uh, which was nice. I just find it hilarious that out of context, it's like he's just, he's just gone and stolen a sofa and just burned it. <laughs> Like, it's it just like, doesn't have to be Dream's one. <laughs> he's, just, he's just got a sofa. And like someone who doesn't know the story of Dream having a sofa would just be like, why is he burning a sofa? <laughs> what are you doing, mate? It's also a moment during this match as well where they said, Roderick Strong would be North American champion if Dream hadn't broken up the pin. I'm like, what? If Dream hadn't played by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> if Dream wasn't that, in the match, oh, despite being champion. Dastardly. <laughs> Whereas, like, Pete Dunne was legit screwed. Like, yeah. he had the pin and... The, and Dream bowled the referee over yeah. and I like, stopped the count. Yeah. That is breaking the rules. Dream just broke up a pin. Well, Roderick Strong would be champion. Um, then we got a recap of Rhea Ripley re-debuting in NXT. And they are going to have a match next week that is uh, being Ripley and Shayna Baszler, which mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to. Can't see it getting a finish, but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. Uh, it's not for the title, no, interestingly. It's just a match. Um, so I think, especially with the announcement we got later on the night, this is kind of just filler. They're like, oh, we've got some weeks. Yes, yeah, so we'll just we'll just call over Ripley and I don't know she can have a match with Baser or something. Yeah, and I, I don't think this is actually going to lead to anything, which I'm really disappointed with. Yeah, I found that surprising as well because it felt like that last week when Rhea Ripley essentially said, "You've beaten everyone, you've not beaten me." That she set herself up as the next contender, and then later in the show, Regal said, "We're going to have a number one contenders match in three weeks' time." 
So, and, okay. and, and she's not part and of it. And she's not part of that. So, yeah, I think she, she's just here for a filler, and I think Bass is going to win, and Ripley will go back to NXT UK, I guess. Well, just we'll, like a one-off we'll appearance. We'll certainly see. But mm. up next, this was, my be- this was my match of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tainara, not Conti, uh, taking on the same B- note. Yeah, taking on Bianca Belair. Mm. I, uh, I, t- I Tainara's never really had that sort of chance to shine on, on NXT, um, and this was her chance to shine. And I thought she was pretty rad in this match. Mm-hmm. I thought Belair was really good. And my note at the end here is that was surprisingly great. Yeah. Because I, at the start, this is like, oh, all right, okay, well, this won't last long, and then it did. And it was really good. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, yeah. I'm surprised. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. We, we obviously already know that Bianca Belair can wrestle. She's great. Wasn't very sold on Tainara before this. But she's really, really good. That's great. really like this match. There was a, a, a spot quite early on that already got my attention, which was when uh, Bianca Belair just kind of uh, almost did like almost a springboard. She went up into the corner and then just did a backflip straight over Conte. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a Daniel Bryan backflip where he kind of puts one foot on and then leaps and does a backflip off it was like a springboard it was instantaneous she just went doing and just yeah. did a backflip straight over. oh it was great yeah it was really cool it was like oh really really cool yeah lovely bits of like she dived onto i like, dived off the apron but blair caught her and hit a fall away slam on mm-hmm. the floor they both back got in at nine the crowd actually like they got warmer and warmer as this match went on at the start they were probably like a lot of us watching the show we were like oh okay oh cool mm-hmm. tainara tainara, sure. Do- gorgeous tainara taking on bianca belair sweet yeah and then by the end of it, everyone was like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. And I, I thought it made Tainara look really, really great coming off the back of it. Um, Belair just at the end just like just started unloading on her. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this, okay, this has gone on too long now. Mm-hmm. So I was wailing on her, hit the KOD for the win. That oh, was really good. It was very fun. Yeah, I think that turning point was when she caught that crossbody and hit the full yeah. sound. That's when she was like, right. This is it now. In you go. Bosh, 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 bosh. And then just, you know, get like, it down. I love that bit when Tainara had the, the arm bar over the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then when, because, you know, the referee's counter five. So Tainara just let it go. <laughs> she just, like, bowled to the floor. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. like, completely crumpled down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, Belair just dropped. Just yeah, it was, down. And, it was and, yeah, Essentially, Tainara was like, okay, I'll let go. And then, Whoa! <laughs> It was awesome. Great. There was one tiny little spot only in the match that I really liked as well. When Tainara had um, uh, Bianca Belair's feet and uh, Belair was holding on to like the ropes in the corner. She was trying to pull her away. She kept trying to pull and Bianca was just holding up. So she just dropped her legs and just kicked her arms. <laughs> so, All right, then. Fine. Just God, stop it. That was brilliant. That was really good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. I, Surprisingly, I really, really enjoyed very, that. Very, very good. Uh, Adam Cole was backstage with his title and then we got a, a promo for a little kid with cancer. He beat it because he's the best. You think you're tough. I beat cancer. He's a big ooh-ah. And it cuts to Roman saying, I couldn't have done, done it better myself, bro. I thought this was wonderful. It, don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. Pessimistic no, no. Pete here. No, this is Pete not. Pete hates this kids is not, with this, cancer. This, is, <laughs> this package was lovely. This was really, really nice. I hated the Roman Reigns bit. <laughs> It was really sweet. It looked pants. It looked like it was was totally on green screen. Oh, yeah, totally on green screen. Totally on green screen. And he was wearing a headset like he was producing. I was like, You haven't produced any of this, mate. He was filming it. No, he wasn't. He was. He was filming the little kid saying, I don't even think he was in the same room as the kid saying, He bloody wasn't. He's probably done five weeks apart in different states. Would have been better if he was there with the kid, like giving him a hug or something. That would have been so much more. He's a busy man. He's got to try and find out. He's trying to kill him backstage. Even, even so, despite that, it was nice still. It was nice. It's just that Pete hates kids who've beaten concerts. <laughs> you know, it's just one of these things. Um, 
anyway, Johnny Gargano is returning to NXT uh, next week. And that's when we've got the William Regal announcement that in two weeks' time, we're going to have a three-way for the number one contendership between Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah, really, yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I, he said in this as well, though, that uh, it's not the number one contender for TakeOver War Games. This is just the number one contender. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be... Uh, I think it, it's going to be either Mia Yim or Bianca Belair again. And I think they're going to have that match on NXT TV because I think Candice LeRae is going to cost Io Shirai in the match. Prediction. Yes. I think this is going to lead to war games. Lice, and I think yes. it is going to be the uh, the horsewomen with Io mm-hmm. taking on Yim, Belair, Candice and Rhea Ripley. Oh, that's fun. That's what I think. I think that's fun. It just feels like we've now got eight people involved in the sort of like in a crossover storyline. Yeah. Kind of makes sense for those eight to then combine, like to clash in war games. And that's the first ever women's war games match. It all like se- it. It seems to add up. I mean, perhaps I'm like overly thinking this and I'm, I'm overly speculating, but I'd, I'd actually be really down for that. I would be so down for that. And I think that that lends itself again to having the Undisputed Era clean sweep angle because then you've got the other matches on the card being the ones for the championships that the Undisputed Era want to win. Yeah, I could see them going for that. Yeah, I'm down for it. Let's do it. Um, Overall, good show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was good. Nowhere near as good as last week, but... That's you, a high bar. You can't expect it to be it that good every week. It wasn't a bad show. No, absolutely not. There was nothing that I don't think that was overly damaging. No, it was, just, it was a say. filler show. Yeah, it was fine. It's weird with an NXT Championship match, but it was a filler yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, but no, it was it was good. Yeah, it was good. But we will start with Hannah Stead, who says, My first ever Super Chat. Watch live every time. Thank you for getting me through Tough Times, my favourite wrestling channel here. Oh, thank oh, you so, thank you so very much. much. And I hope the bad times are behind you now. Always mm. look forward to the, the positives in front. Exactly. Finn the Assassin says, Here is a little trivia for you two. Mm. Not you, Randy. <laughs> Which wrestler has the most United States championship reigns in history between 1975 and now? Um, Bonus point for if you can guess how many reigns. Kofi Kingston. Dolph Ziggler. You're both, both incorrect. Both good shouts, though. It yeah. is Ric Flair with six. Oh, there you oh, go. Datrain24 uh, says, Does NXT UK become the developmental brand for NXT and now that it's on TV? I don't hear anyone discussing this. Do more folks start there now? Uh, Evolve no. is their uh, training camp now. Evolve and progress. Yes. <laughs> NXT UK kind of sort of like is already kind of like it should be. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it feels like Pete Dunne is graduating from NXT to go into NXT main. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley has sort of graduated NXT UK to NXT main. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that NXT UK is a it's not the it's not the developmental system. No, it, exactly. It, it's there to kill the British wrestling scene. It's um, being facetious, obviously. Um, uh, you know, a, okay. So a lot of British wrestling companies have closed down in like the last couple of weeks. So if I'm feeling, who can it, say? If I'm feeling a bit down on the British wrestling scene at the moment, I'm feeling a bit down on NXT UK. Maybe that might be why. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the brighter side of things, WWE essentially now have got loads of feeder systems. Like you said, Evolve, Progress, OTT, ICW, WXW, WXW yeah. NXT UK. They've got a lot of like developmental systems. Yeah, they don't really have a developmental brand anymore because everyone else is developing themselves elsewhere in the world and then WWE just goes, yoink, yoink, and then they take them. 
Indeed. Rohan Mishra says, do you think Rhea will be the one to take the title off Shayna? And if so, I would like to see Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. I think if I'm going to go with my bold prediction of war games, it's whoever. Someone will pin Shayna mm. and that will set up the January the Royal Rumble takeover show. That would be the showdown there. Yeah, so the War Games match won't be for the title. It's no. just going to be a blood yeah. feud type thing exactly, where everyone yeah, yeah. needs to let off some steam. Yeah, um, some steam, Bennett. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, and I, and if it's Rhea, that'd be great. And like, mm. and I'm, I'm totally awesome. agree with you. Like, Rhea versus Io sounds like a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, fun little uh, update for you: the Screen Stalker It's Chapter Two review is now live. Woo! So once you have finished watching this, obviously stick around to watch the rest of our super, super, super chat. Because we're great. Because we're great. You can head on over to Screenstalker and watch Ollie Davis review It Chapter 2 in full, giving his in-depth thoughts on it, as well as seeing Chopper Pete Gwinnell chop his pants while watching It Chapter 1 and doing the It Chapter 2 live experience in London's fashionable Waterloo. Mm. Indeed. Um, Tim Arndt says, I know she's not great, but Beth coughing out Adrian <coughs> Christian got a laugh out of me. It's one of the only moments on this show that I remember. I yeah, it's yeah, really, it's really great. good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm no... And this, again, I don't think Beth's a bad commentator. I think she's got bad producing. Yeah. And I think that the... the the, the chemistry between Morrow and Nigel is so good that anyone's going to feel like a third wheel. Yeah. Jobber JJ says, My boys, the Jobbers were great and Beth was great. Also, one taped show left. What are you hoping for when NXT goes live and what don't you want to see? Well, I'm going to throw to you on this one, Randy Andy Dazzle, because then I see something on WrestleTalk.com about a possible title change happening on the first episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there is a match between, if I remember rightly, Velveteen Dream and... Someone, I didn't write it, I forgot. Um, Pete. Wouldn't, wouldn't be strong, would it? Yes, it is. It's Roderick Strong. God, yeah. I'm good. Good job you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Glad I'm through to you there, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there is every chance that they could do a title change on that show. But then yeah. that means they get their clean sweep on the first episode of NXT being on USA. But then they've got a debut. Just like you predicted, them. Pete. Yeah, I predicted that for the first episode of NXT on USA all the time. Yep. And not at War Games. Mm. Yep. Uh, Japanese name says today's title what next for the women's division I'm calling an all women's war games match nice yes. there we go yeah would love absolutely it absolutely agree and he's back in again say watch Royal Quest Kenta's body was in the match but his consciousness was in the Fire Five Funhouse should have stopped the bout maybe I'm getting soft yeah it was it was uncomfortable it was uncomfortable to watch at times yeah yeah um, it was a real shame as well because I was really looking forward to that match I know when yeah. we had the SWAF Nation meetup beforehand when people were saying what's the match you're most looking forward to I, every time I said it's it's Kenta Ibushi yeah so, Ishii Ishii sorry so so much looking forward to that match mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really hard hitting stuff and actually I was really into it as well until something happened I haven't rewatched the match so I don't know whereabouts it happened but Kenta just started to fall apart a little bit yeah maybe it was hard hitting Maybe it was too. Maybe it was a bit hard too hitting. hard hitting. At the yeah. beginning, it was like, "Wow, this selling," and then yeah. you went, "Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh dear." Maybe this yeah. is a good selling. Yeah. Um, what was your match of the night in the end? Probably the main event. I, I think. think. I, mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to argue. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The Akada Suzuki. Man, good lord, that was something <laughs> special. That was also, absolutely bonkers. I thoroughly enjoyed Aussie Open GOD. Yes, as well. that's what I was going to say. I was <laughs> yeah. going to say Aussie Open GOD. My boys, Aussie Open. That chant. They just went I've on been, for five minutes. I've been it was flying amazing. the flag for Aussie Open for some time now. So good. Everyone is finally getting on board with me. Yeah. What's an Aussie Open? The tag team, mate. Never 
heard of them. Um, Adam Pearson says, hey. Wrestle Talk, I am off to Belfast for Celebrity Mastermind, where he is doing WWE between 2000 and 2019, I believe. Yeah, it's a big old... That's a lot that's a, to like, a long time. Because he did say that the Swerve Nation meetup, he's going to do, do his research. Well, do that's a lot to bone up on research. Then we did Ollie, quizzed Ollie on backstage news from WWE. He was like, I'm going to do this brilliant. And he got like two out of ten. Or he did all right, actually. <laughs> he did better than he, I, I thought he would do. Mm. Um, good luck, yeah, Adam. Good luck to you, mate. Mm. Absolutely good luck to you. Um, Kailash Chowdhury says, hey, guys, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Pete, too. Happy birthday to you. Have a great day. Happy Hanukkah. Mm. Uh, Ryan B. Baskin is glory. King Chopper Whopper says, Scott Steiner to the fashion police confirmed. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was that siren, man. I'm telling you, it's the same. Fashion, if you hear me. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's the last few ones now. Dina Sisse, Dina Sisse says, hello from Fairfax. Hello. Home of Daniel Bryan. Nova Scotia, I believe. Um, I actually might have got something in America right. <laughs> Matt Noble says, happy birthday, Randy. Zach Icon Lindner says, happy Rusev Day, Chopper. Time with the boys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unless I'm much mistaken, there are a few more. Uh, Juan Martinez says, happy birthday, Randy. Adam go. Pearson says, uh, undisputed era involved in Survivor Series. No, Ooh, hopefully no. not. No, I think they'll be yet. too busy at war games defending all their titles. Unless we do the female one. Well, no, I mean, they'll be defending oh, themselves right. across the show. Sorry, I thought you meant in war games. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean at, at, war, at war games. At war games, yeah, yeah. very different, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, My biggest NXT USA fear is more scripted promos. Me too. Um, I mean, in all fairness, the promos are scripted anyway. It's just they don't feel scripted. Mm. They're just better at it. Yeah. They're still scripted promos. And the last one comes from James Hollins, who says, is there a top babyface of the NXT women's division? Candice, I guess. I so, yeah, yeah. Candice LeRae, I guess, would be the top. Top babyface. Because I don't think it's Mia Yim. Maybe it might be Rhea Ripley. Now. She came out to a superstar reaction Mi last week. <laughs> Mia Yim and Bianca Belair haven't been the same since they lost against Baszler. So by default, I'd say Candice. I'd Candice, yeah. Because she's been the longer... I think Rhea Ripley got that one-off pop because it was a big you know, yeah. debut slash return. So yeah, I think Candice by default. Also, do you know what I've suddenly realized as well? I was thinking about the, the, the fantasy booking that I was doing in my head for the, the women's war games mm. match. Whoever pins it then takes on Shayna at the, the Royal Rumble yeah. show. We also said that we wanted to see Asuka be the one to dethrone Baszler. <laughs> So maybe it's Asuka instead of Rhea Ripley in the match. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. I think I'm, I'm fantasy booking myself in the corner. <laughs> Essentially, what I've done is I fantasy booked Asuka's return to NXT, and I now believe it's going to happen. Yeah. So this is totally why I suck it. at prediction games. <laughs> so what? Paige, Paige comes out and goes, hey, guys, one half of my tag team is oh, here. Yeah, don't. God, don't. Uh, this comes in from, I'm going to say Kuka, uh, that says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Fakedor, the rest of the gang in Swap Nation. My name is Kuka, and I wanted to share my tattoos with you. I've been Ooh. a fan of Marty Skull back to his days of Wrestle Talk, and I've always enjoyed his merchandise and overall look since the beginning of the villain. I've always wanted a wrestling tattoo that isn't a blatant wrestling tattoo. I talked back and forth with my artist, and for a while sending reference pictures and drawings back and forth until he drew up the Plague Doctor mask with the colors and style inspired by Skull's uh, villain gear slash mask. I've attacked a picture. I hope you like it. P.S. I have more tattoos if you would be interested. And there Lovely. is him wearing a villain club t-shirt. Nice. 
with the tattoos there. That's awesome. It's a very, very cool tattoo. That's really, really cool, yeah. We met like someone uh, on the SWAF Nation meetup um, who had a tattoo of the Incredible Hulk cuddling a unicorn, and it was the coolest tattoo I've ever That's seen. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really rad. Thank you so, so much for sending that in. Um, Great shout out here to Harry who says, Hello lads, hope you're well except Randy. Just listened to the roar of you and also went to a garden centre over the weekend. Played a gig on Friday and my band got paid £250. I wow. Think, I mean, I've played multiple gigs in my life and I think the most I've ever been paid was, here is a beer. <laughs> Um, and that was 50 quid more than we were expecting. And when we were sorting the split between us, uh, we were going to work it out to about 62.50 each. But about 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 just to very different, various different expenses. Yeah. Um, so I did the most rock and roll thing that I could ever do with 70 quid. I bought myself a Flymo grass cutter for me and the lady partner's new house. Oh, it doesn't get more yeah. rock and roll than that. Just hearing you get excited about the little things put a huge smile on my face. So I thought I would share. Don't have to read this out. Uh, complete nonsense. But I thought I would share. Much love, Harry. P.S. Happy birthday, Chopper Whopper Pizza. Thank you. Still not my birthday. Um, I think the only rock and roll thing from there is to now break it. Well, no, the most rock and roll thing to do would be to keep your lawn nice and neat. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, hardcore. Is to use that bad boy <laughs> and keep that grass looking nice. <laughs> Trimmed and neat. <laughs> Something I'm actually quite bad at. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm glad I don't have a garden. I'm really bad at doing it. I, we, yeah, we... It's only when there's people coming over do I go like, oh, crap, I better do that. Yeah. I mean, the other side of it is, well, we're going to re-turf it. So I don't yeah. want to, like, I can't really be bothered to do it because we're going to tear it up come the autumn. Yeah. So why the hell should I try so hard to keep it nice? Admittedly, I'm just... mum's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just quite bad with keeping on top of general things in the house being as it adult. is. Yeah, being an adult, yeah. I struggle quite a lot with that. And then when someone's due to come over, I'm like, <gasps> we need to do all these things. Um yeah, I mean, I was I was bad. mortified when you guys came to stay at mine for Games Expo yeah. weekend, and I hadn't had the chance to to put the vacuum <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, people are gonna be sitting on the floor. It's actually not that tidy around here. Yeah. I was really embarrassed by it. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Mine's so much worse. Don't you worry. Could have done something on the Thursday, but you I, didn't. Just, I just opted not to. I guess. <laughs> we just weren't important enough. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we have got time to get to Blake Ham's email. And, oh, nope, sorry, actually, no, we're out of time, <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, really, really sorry, uh, Blake. Um, but we, we will get to your email uh, eventually, my At friend. At some point, yeah. At some point. You know, it, it, they, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be back on Saturday. Well, I won't be, because mm. I'm going to Amsterdam tomorrow. Ooh. I know, flying out at 20 to 7 in the morning. Fun. So my wife obviously got me to book a taxi for 4 a.m. Jesus. Despite the fact we are 20 minutes away from Heathrow Airport. Oh, my God. So we're going to get there at 20 past 4, and then we're going to go and have some breakfast. And then you're going to wait. And a coffee. Yeah. yeah. For a very short flight. Yes. Anyway, so I'm going to Amsterdam uh, over the weekend. But... Chopper P and Ollie will be doing the uh, weekend wrestle ramble, and there'll be plenty of emails in there from all of you. Maybe even one from Blake Ham. You know, maybe we'll, maybe mm. that's when we'll get to it. Maybe. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.